and welcome to another edition of the 32081. I'm Todd. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kendra. And Derek is, is excused from this episode. Is excused from this episode because we're going to be talking about football into his head coach. Are you getting fired up? You should be getting fired up. The Dolphin Chillers are pumped, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And you got, so are the PVA ones. That's right. Are you uh are you looking forward to being on the sidelines? Yeah. Yeah. You guys working on some good cheers with Coach Tiffany? Yeah, we are. Oh, that's awesome. They were loud and proud last night at practice. Yeah, they were. All the players could hear you and everything. That was pretty cool. So But hey, Lee talking about practice, great segue, Kendra. That was awesome. Coach Tony's coming by. Have a little discussion with us about the season. Oh. Yeah, tell you what. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And guess what? We're also going to be talking to him like in the future because guess what? We've got the Battle of the 32081 version 2. Yeah. So, so why don't we welcome uh, Coach Tony to the show. Now introducing the man, the myth, the legend, the head coach of your Palm Valley Pine Island Bobcats, Coach Tony Hodge. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Coach, before we get to the football team, let's talk about the cheerleaders. At the Spring Jamboree, it was really cool when you had the team turn around and clap and say thank you to the cheerleaders. How important are we to your team? I, th- I think the importance is is huge, and uh, that's something that we talk about at practice as well. Um, your support teams, you know, be it your parents, you know, your family, the cheerleaders, this, you know, even your teachers, the principals those are all people that are able to impact, you know, not only, you know, the group of cheerleaders lives, but the football team's lives. So it's important to us to make sure that they understand that there's an entire support, an entire community, you know, behind what we're trying to do on a football field. And that's cheerleaders are a big piece of that because you guys take time out of your schedule to come to our game to cheer. So it's huge and it's something we'll continue to do. You just snuck that question in there, didn't you, Abigail? Because you're on the cheerleading squad. You wrote that. We have the football coach on the <laughs> squad, and you just throw in the cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> coach, um, last year you were a coach in waiting, so to speak. How did that time last season with the boys help you establish relationships with the players, especially with your captains and rising eighth graders going into this season? It was huge. And, um, you know, with, with Steve Okla and Bill Greco, the, the great job that they did, it was a tough situation last year. A lot of people probably don't know that uh, Palm Valley did not have a football team until last year. And believe it or not, it almost didn't happen. Uh, just for the simple part of we had some kids that were moving from different school districts, and it really was a logistic you know, challenge just to get the program started. Uh, it, was, it was a blessing to have Steve and Bill who were at Landrum and, you know, some of those Landrum kids had come over to us. So it was great to be able to do that. Now the plus side was for continuity purposes, I stuck around all year knowing that after this, you know, after that season, the inaugural season, it would be my team going forward. And they were awesome about it. Steve and I, a lot of people don't know this chatted almost every night about personnel, about, you know, what's going on. What what are some of the concerns parents are having? A lot of people probably don't know that, but he was so great in bringing me along. So I knew what to expect for this year with the kids. It was everything because I got to know, you know, especially, you know, I I always go back and tell this story after our last game last year against Patriot Oaks, I asked all the sixth and seventh graders to, to come chat with me real quick. And the message was simple. Look how these eighth graders took control of the team. Look how they led. 
this is what, what I expect of you going forward. So it actually turned into a great thing in that, you know, I knew those guys, you know, in, in terms of contributions last year, it was, it was Derek, Noah, Dan, um, Aiden, basically were the only kids who, who saw the field last year. Now there were some others who were in and out, but not significant time. So it was great. For, it was great for two reasons. Number one, we continued the program with a coach that was, that was already there knew everybody. And these guys got to learn from, you know, you put it like a Robbie, a Landon, a Cooper, you know, a Griff. They got to learn from these outstanding eighth graders. And you already see it this season. You already see how a lot of the leadership traits that they picked up from those guys. So let's talk about those leaders, for example. Um, for example, you just so everyone knows, we're pre-recording this, obviously. But you and I were able to go out and watch a Robbie Greco, you know, at Nice, start, you know, playing mm-hmm. last night in the preseason. You got um, Griffin Tucker over at Bowles. You've got Landon Okla and Cooper Froelich over at Ponte Vedra High School. So, and you have also got, and you also lost, you know, some wide receivers in Constantine and Drew. So, the question is now is that how is the team looking with the rising eighth graders you just mentioned, filling some pretty big shoes from last season? Yeah, absolutely. And we knew we were going to miss those guys, but I never framed it to these guys this year. I never once framed it as you have to replace what they did. At this level, you never really can say, okay, here's who we lost. You need to take this guy's spot. In my opinion, it just doesn't work like that. Every year's team is going to be different. You're going to have different personnel. You're going to have different uh, personalities. It's going to be different. So I never really, other than mentoring how, how the eighth graders took control of the team, that's all I took from last year. I told them it's a new year. You've got to make it a new year. I'm not asking you to replace Landon or Cooper or Robbie or Griff. I need you to be who you are. And I feel like that message has really gotten through. And you've seen, you've really seen it take off, right? So, you know, this team has its own personality. Last year's team had a different personality. And that's just how I'm going to do it each year. I'm never going to ask anyone to replace a Derek or a Noah next year. I'm going to ask them to be who they are. So one of the things that had to make you proud was how many rising eighth graders you had? It wasn't many from last season or seventh graders, rising eighth graders. It wasn't yeah, a ton, so we, was it? Yeah, so after last year, the with the coaching staff, we were really nervous because it was seven kids. Seven there kids, There were seven yeah. kids that dressed last year, and four, maybe five played in a significant amount of time, and no skill positions. So quarterback is gone. Running back is gone. Most receivers were gone. Well, most of the linebackers were gone. The D-line was gone. So, you know, it really felt like it was going to be a rebuilding year, and then we come up in the spring, and there's 38th graders trying out. That had to make you feel good. I mean, that that meant that those rising eighth graders bought into the system and went out. And I got to tell you, from watching practice, it wasn't just – I mean, they got some quality kids to come out and try out for you. They did. And there was – and it also was, was huge having Coach Bell was at the school last year. So she was also – She's a master there. recruiter right there too. Yeah, master <laughs> recruiter. She's there. You know, we had full support from Beamer, from, from the principal. I mean, on down. Everybody supported it. Everybody loved what we were what we were doing. And you saw it with the spring turnout. I mean, we we had kids, you know, Quinn is a great example. He, he's competing for starting running back. Was a great addition. He was unsure if he was even going to play football again. Um, and just just kids like that who, who I think I think you're seeing it now. They're glad they did. And I think you're also seeing kids who didn't come out are a little bit bummed out about it. Like, wow, I, sh- I really should have went and tried out. So I think we'll just continue to build like that. So the, the question I have for you about that is with the larger number of, so to speak, new players coming out to play, the larger number of rising eighth graders you weren't expecting. How's the chemistry been at practice so far? 
Well, it's interesting too, because even the good thing about this year too, was we had a spring season, which we didn't get to do last year. So that immediately, I mean, you have bonds that were already made from either at school or, you know, your neighbors or, you know, what have you. So you already have specific bonds. I used to call it the little packs that they separate into before practice starts. You know, you got eight guys over here talking, then there's, there's 13 kids over here hanging out. Then there's another 10 over here hanging out. They're in little groups. That always happened in the spring, but now I'm starting to notice before practice, pretty much everybody is just one big group chatting, talking, you know, I, I hopefully they're talking about football, but they're probably not every time. And that's okay. They're, they're 10 and 13 year old kids, but the Abigail's like, shaking her head right now going, no, they're not. <laughs> they are. They're probably not. But, um, but no, I mean, chemistry wise has not really been a problem. I mean, I, I would tell you too, there's not a single kid to me that has a selfish bone in their body with this group. Uh, it, it's all about team. We stress that from day one. Uh, we didn't, we're not putting names on the back of jerseys for that reason, because we're all the Bobcats. Last year was the inaugural season for the Bobcats. This season is different because next year the team will be split between PBA and PIA. Is there a sense among the players that if we are going to win it all, this year is the year to do it? Abigail, that's a good question. We don't, I don't address the team as in th this is it. The eighth graders know, uh, I've spoken with each one of them individually, that, you know, this is your last chance for middle school football. So on an individual level, they, they know that. And it's not, and it has nothing to do with the school separating. Um, this is it for the eighth graders. This is the last time you'll ever, you know, like we said it the other day, and I think it, it turned a lot of kids' heads, told them to look, to look to your right, look to your left. You know, this exact group of kids will never be on a football field together again after this year because kids will go to PV, kids will go to knees, kids will go to bowls. You know, they're going to separate out. So, you know, it, it, that's what I stress. I don't get into next year we're splitting schools. You know, this is your last chance. It's just about the now. You know, and we try to keep them as much as we can focus in the now. It's funny. Schedule came out. They all started talking about Landrum. And I had to kind of center them and say, look, Mill Creek is first. That's all we're allowed to talk about. You're not allowed to talk about anybody else other than that week's game. Now, after Mill Creek, then we talk about who's next. And we don't get, you know, we don't advance any forward. Coach, how important is it for the various communities, such as Crosswater, Coosal Oaks, Town Center, 20 Mile, etc., to come out and support the team? Do players feed off that electricity when the stands and sidelines are packed? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, the support from the community it has always been great. You know, uh, we played a game last year against VRA that was at Nice. And the entire week build up to that was just amazing. There were cheerleaders in the car lines. They had the... Um, yeah, the players in their jerseys in the car lines helping people. It, it's just, yeah, it, it, community involvement is so huge. It really is. We want to battle pack. of the three two zero eight one version That's two right. <laughs> Yep, and and it's and we're doing it again this year. Yep, uh, we'll be back in East. We'll be the home team this year, so we'll be on the home team side. But yeah, I mean, the community support is huge. Uh, I, I want the community to get to know these guys. We had some earlier plans about having them get out in the community and do some things. Uh, we're still kind of working on that, on, on how that would, what that would look like or what that would see, you know, most some grass for, for somebody who can't, something like that. So, um, yeah, the community is huge, and we want to get as many people out to these games as we can. Coach, I think one thing also I want to ask you about that. First of all, the Nice game last year, I don't know about for you, but I was on the sideline doing the video, and I looked around, and I was amazed. Simply amazed at the number of people that showed out for a middle school football game. I was also very happy that PVA seemed to outnumber VRA, so we can't let, you know, we got to keep that, that trend going. 
one thing I keep hearing you say, though, is you keep saying community. The word community keeps coming up with this team. It really seems to me that you, the boys, the coaching staff, everybody has that this football team is a community team. They represent all the different communities. It's not necessarily about one school or the other school, but they represent the communities they live in and they want to give it all and their win for their communities. You're exactly right. And, and that's, that's part of the support staff that I brought up earlier. Like, you know, somebody's driving you to practice every day and get there on time. Somebody's doing your, somebody's washing your, your, you know, your practice, your, your practice, somebody's doing these things for you. Now it's probably your parents, right? But somebody else is also on the team is helping you get to practice. Sometimes there's some people that are carpooling. That, that, that's a community thing, you know, um, no and I were in public the other day. Somebody recognized him or recognized me and told us good luck on the season. You know, this guy was probably in his eighties. So, you know, stuff like that means this That's community's awesome. interested. That's yeah, awesome. it was, it was fantastic. I bet that felt great. Yeah, it felt great. And, and, you know, but that just shows you like, if the community is going to get behind us then we're going to get behind the community. And it's just that joint respect that, that we'll just keep going. Coach Hodge, you know I will be cheering for the Bobcats this season on the sideline as well as the rest of the squad. We wish you and the team the best of luck this season. Awesome, and we're looking forward to um, you know putting on a great show for you guys. And you know, like I've said, it's tremendous what you guys do uh, from a cheer staff to a support team to to tie what you do for this team. I mean, it really is the support couldn't be any better. And, and believe me, women at all is you know be the first ones to come out and say thank you because the kids are. You know, they're from school to practice, to home, to homework, to sleep. But trust me when I tell you, the kids know it, and we really appreciate it. We really appreciate Coach Tony coming by. That was a, that was a fun little episode there. Yeah. always love having him stop by. So let's see. Norm, this week, game the game is going to be on Thursday at 530. Yeah. And then we get a week off. And then coming back, we will be on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock at Cornerstone. Except for the battle of the three two zero eight one, that will be at Nice. That's right. That's going to be a good game. Mom's over there thinking, Kendra. I'm just looking forward to getting back out on the field, getting some pictures of the team, maybe a couple shots of those cheerleaders with their moves. Us, obviously. <laughs> oh, it's all about you guys, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about the cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing you out at the three two zero eight one. If you happen to see one of us, that had no pizzazz. No pizzazz? That had no pizzazz? Three, two, zero, eight, one. Eight, one. That's right. I'm sorry. But anyways, if you happen to see us out there, Abigail will be on the Dolphins cheerleading squad. Derek's number four. And then you'll see uh, me up in the press box. And Kendra will be taking pictures on the sideline, what she does best, and cheer for her kids. All right. So that's a great episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. My name's Todd. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kendra. And you're listening to the three, two, zero, eight, eight one. one.